Hi, man. Hey, how's it going? Great. Great, great, great. Maybe we can... So, I'm, I'm Nick Haslam, and uh, you are Boyan Balinov. And, uh, yeah, we're here to have a talk about what's happening in the Holochain world as, uh, as big fans, not as business people, but yeah. just, to, um, just to support our, our community. So, yeah, man. yeah we thought it was a great idea now that the end-of-year wrap-up AMA has just been completed and 2018 is behind us and we've had a lot of hackathons and major development, so... Seems like a pretty good time to get a community-powered podcast happening. Yeah, we, we've been having such conversations quite a lot, so we were like, why don't we just hit a record? And I know maybe some people know us as being, uh, both of us being involved with HUM, but it's good to mention that this call is just basically being, yeah, like interested, connected, and really inspired by Hollow and hollow chain and yeah, that's uh, let's see. But yeah, it was so, the the EMA was last last evening for me. I think it was was in the morning for you. You were down in Australia, so yeah, yeah. it was uh, six a.m. for me. So I did the yeah. sunrise thing. Ah, cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, like now that we've had the end of year AMA. Mm. I guess for me, uh, our journey started in February when we had our company meetup in Hawaii and we were talking to one of the world leaders in, in food and um, he was very against blockchain and mm. we were looking at solutions to do with like supply chain and how to get real food and to the to the people and i'm i've got some land and i've been looking to create a, a seed bank just been studying some of the ancient techniques um and during the conversation he dropped the name holochain mm. and as a result of that um i came up to australia and belinda noakes and myself went to a hackathon in sydney mm. And we met, uh, we met Arthur and, and Philip Beadle. And uh, then the very next weekend, we went to the, the hackathon in Melbourne and uh, continued on. And um, I got involved in the ICO. And um, then we went through the process of um, learning more about it and reskilling and all that kind of thing. And, and uh, now it's been... Uh, you know, about nine months or so, and uh, and now we've got you know the hollow ports about to be released pretty soon. We've got um, the hollow store opening, and uh, we've got a live app. We've got uh, lots of uh, lots of exciting news. So um, it's been quite phenomenal, really. So um, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely relate <clears throat> to that. You know, uh, I've been involved with a couple of projects in my past, basically since 2016 until the end of 2017 that were building on Ethereum. And um, it was quite a ride. And um, 
funny enough, in 2017, I had this kind of quite difficult period with myself. I was questioning what I was, why I was involved with the project I was involved with and how the things were going. And 2017, I guess for many people in crypto was a very exciting year, but also it turns out to be something um, quite different than even we were anticipating in, in 2015, 2016, when we were starting to build some projects and, you know, trying to basically bring something that will probably and hopefully change the way things are done in business and uh, the project I was involved was a little bit focused on entertainment and so yeah 2017 and uh, I can relate with what you just said Nick about that some people were start having second thoughts about it's not simply the hype around blockchain, but also the motivation and intention and how things were turning. I personally saw a lot of people, really bright people with very deep and strong intention to bring change, getting lost in the, the, the past few years, getting lost and, um, you know, losing a little bit their way. So, yeah, I had such a moment and I decided to to move on so for a while I was just basically focusing on my family I have three years old so it was just you know, a great time to to be simply a daddy and at that time I had kind of opening and completely randomly just going through my Twitter feed I mean like how often do people do that you know just like completely randomly I found something about Holochain so I was like hmm, let's see and I was instantly hooked and it was like a couple of months before the ICO and then when I start seeing you know I've been quite involved also in ICOs and all this scene in 2016-17 in Ethereum but I've never ever seen such a I like the way the, the Holo ICO was organized I've never seen anything like that I mean, like, many people perhaps are not aware that it did last a full four weeks. I guess some people, especially being involved with ICOs in the past two years, understand what that really means. I mean, some ICOs literally finished within the first minute. They were so rigged and so, so manipulated that basically... Uh, people, some people were paying money to know in front where the ICO will go live. I mean, like which Ethereum block, because most of the ICOs were on the Ethereum, like, yeah, on the Ethereum blockchain. So, and they would just throw all these huge amounts of Ether precisely at the time that they'll hit the block when the ICO will go live. And the ICO will be finished literally in a couple of Ethereum blocks, like, 20, 30 seconds, 50 seconds, a minute. It was crazy. So <coughs> those guys organized the ICO in a way that it was basically well-proof. You couldn't just uh, scoop the whole amount of hot within you know, a few blocks, even a few days, because they were like, I really would um, suggest people to dive and see what model it was. Actually, they even couldn't sell 100% of their tokens, even though they, they had the possibilities 
because of the way they, they build it. Like, um, there was just certain amount available per each day, and then, and then at the end, they couldn't even sell it just with the idea to have a fair ICO day, even call it, you know, most people know perhaps like initial community offering. So when I see some people coming and uh, talking about wells and being manipulated, they, they really like, I mean, it's such a baseless, uh, I have to just laugh, you know. And also, I was a little bit involved in the past, perhaps some people know me as Baudaha. On uh, Telegram, I was uh, a volunteer um, uh, admin on the whole chat. So I've seen a lot of very funny uh, attacks, which are completely just kind of sweet because people didn't even made their homework. <laughs> it's quite rare actually to find um, a good based uh, thought. And actually, I really I even share with some people that uh, I prefer a good educated thought over uneducated hype, like million times. Because yeah. if somebody comes with good educated foot, they're actually open to learn. Well, hype is just yeah. we see what happened last two years. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about how hollow chain and hollow is different in a sec. I guess I'll just touch very briefly on um, how I got involved in in the blockchain industry. Mm. Well, I mean, I never was involved in it, but when I first started opening up to it, it was about a year ago, um, even though I'd been aware of it for quite some time. Mm. I went to Block Show Asia in Singapore and um, just to see what the vibe was and, and, and how it all operated and um, wanted to talk to a few different programs. Um, had one meeting first thing uh, with the CEO of one of the programs, uh, he didn't show up. And then when I approached him later, he didn't apologize. So I thought that was a bit weird. And um, especially when I was quite excited um, about potentially doing business with them, it was like, it was basically like they had so much money that they didn't really care. Yeah. Um, and then I was listening to a speech on the Internet of Things and how they were looking to tie in blockchain with smart cities and, and all of this kind of thing. And mm. at the end of that panel, I stood up in front of about 1,500 people and asked about what they thought about the emissions from uh, 5G and and EMFs and, and all these kind of things and and how I had a real concern about it and how the leading science was showing that it can have quite harmful effects to humans. And it was just completely dismissed and I looked like a crazy person. And I walked away from that conference quite disillusioned about what it was that blockchain was actually doing. Um, I felt like people were really disconnected from what the whole point of it all was. Everyone was talking about decentralizing everything. Mm. And there's a really strong meme of, you know, we need to take out all these central authorities, decentralize the world and give the power back to the people. 
but the solution for that is to digitize, tokenize, and centralize the power with computing power. And it's, it's very strange to me that people can't actually see that. Yeah. And I guess what I've come to realize is that it feels like it's been swallowed up by uh, people making money and, uh, and you know, uh, people, people blinded by that, people lashing out, acting out of fear, you know, rallying behind their program even when there's serious flaws because they're invested in it. And, you know, we're seeing that a bit on Twitter in regards to people lashing out against Hollow as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where where I kind of, you know, started looking into the blockchain space. And uh, it was only a handful of months after that that I found Holochain, um, which is obviously very different. And, and Holochain is part of a much big project. Scepter. Um, which is essentially just riding the wave of, of the, of blockchain, even though it's not blockchain. Um, so they can create a fully distributed internet. So maybe, maybe sort of, that's a good segue into talking about what we feel blockchain is different in the way that we're going about it. And obviously built on the biomimicry of nature, Mm. having the technology built in that way means that, people having to unlearn a lot of the ways that they've previously done things and and to create something from an agent-centric or a human-centric perspective is is really it, it, I honestly believe that this is is a is, is a very special moment in, in history where the in then where the internet comes back to us you know Arthur's touched on it previously about um, Tim Berners-Lee and what he created and how it's essentially turned into these warehouses of hosting infra- infrastructure mm. um, with all these bottlenecks. There's over 20 different points of centralization and, you know, it, it, it basically feels like all these blockchain prom- uh, projects made a lot of promises, raised a lot of money, and they can't actually do what they say. And... A whole chain rather than coming in and fighting against all of that and creating competitors and butting heads with it all is 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 saying hey here's a, here's another option we're doing things differently um, and it works for you not against you yeah and other 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 projects can bridge to it rather than having to compete directly with it so what do you think about all that yeah well in my view. What blockchain and the past few years did was, I think, very important, very fundamental. They brought forward uh, the conversation about the possibility to decentralize the internet, and not simply the internet, because like you can't really separate the internet from you know business, economy, even the social aspects and the cultural aspects that it 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 brings forward you know like like this cultural shift we i think historically looking back 
maybe not even 50, maybe even 20 years back in time for the times we live right now, we'll be like, wow, you know, it's like, it's very difficult to, to grasp what's happening uh, on the collect, especially on collective level, while it's actually happening, because, you know, you're, you're the part of the process, even individually and especially collectively. So blockchain came with this very important message. And I think um, that was really, uh, it's very subtle in a way, but many people came to this space because of that. I, I would never forget uh, the time that I was a little bit more involved with a project called the DAO back in 2016. And the people I was meeting on the forums and, and getting involved completely, you know, volunteering and just being interested in, in to participate some very interesting people there were some people who were also involved um with the building of the internet in 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 in, in the 90s the very fascinating time and this was i think the most important um kind of message that blockchain brought and of course, that came with with the possibilities to make a huge amount of money. The hype came in, then the, there was, of course, this very uh, you know this aspect of crypto, which has been there basically since quite some years. The speculative nature of crypto being low liquidity market, being uh, highly uh, manipulated. So that brought also another kind of type of people. But as well, let's be honest, every one of us has those both sides, like the visionary, but also like the speculative individual. It's all, we all have that aspect. So we start, like each one of us starts resonating even with the speculative aspects, you know, like there was this opportunity for people to, to make money. It's not like just, you know, you have like 50% that are visionaries and 50% are just speculative folk. It's all interwoven and interconnected. But blockchain brought that narrative, brought, brought that message, and it also started failing to deliver. And, you know, we won't be going perhaps into details why, but, you know, it's, it's out there, the reasons, and all those startups coming with, you know, getting huge amounts of money and, and, and completely losing the balance and not being grounded and yeah you name it yeah so on that point i mean i i guess one thing that i've noticed is that the people sort of at the top if you will of the blockchain world seem to be people that are sort of deep tech based people mm. and they have sort of a superior knowledge on a certain aspect of computing mm. and then there's a big disconnect from the rest of the people and because other people don't really understand the tech as deeply as them they're almost mm. put on a pedestal so so those people can't really True. connect or, or, or have as much impact as those other people and the sort of power is almost gone to those people just because of ignorance in some way um of of what actually works and then what what i've seen with with hollow is that 
and why I'm drawn to it is there's a lot of like permaculture type people. There's people working on things like bringing back mm. uh, the ones, things like um, that Fernanda uh, is working on with, with, with the, with the commons engine. Um, and, you know, there's, there's obviously like the, the deep tech aspect of it. That's, that's always going to be there. Um, but people have to unlearn a lot of the ways that they've previously done things and, you know, spending, spending time in nature as, as hippie as that sound while immersing in the technology is, is something that's of paramount importance. Um, because the technology itself is designed on, on the biomimicry of nature. So what we've seen in, in a lot of people in their workplaces and, uh, is that people are getting burnt out, mm. you know, people are getting stressed. Mm. Um, they're spending a lot of time on their devices. Um, and, and even the applications on those devices aren't working for them. Things like social media, um, being so data driven, working against the people like Bill Beadle said, in his marketing meatbag video, you know, um, you know, you're the, your data, you're, you're, you're the customer. Like you are the, you're yeah. the product, you know, um, if you can't figure out what's the, the product, yeah. that's you. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. Yeah. If you can't really figure out what's the product, then that means perhaps the product that's you, <laughs> it's you. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I come from the, uh, the online poker world, so <laughs> yeah. pretty familiar with, with with uh, if you if you don't know who the fish is, it's you. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's um, there, there's there's also you know the aspect that you know, I mean, what do you what do you feel about the argument that um, the team is or the the community in general are a bunch of hippies and left wingers and they you know. Are they really going to be able to pull this off because they they come from that side of things? What do you feel about that? Well, first of all, yeah, I had the opportunity to join one hackathon uh, in September in, in the Netherlands in Amsterdam. So I met, you know, the core some of the team like Art was there, Matthew was there, and so and some of the. People who were there, who were already following the development of Holochain and participating. So I have my experience with, you know, the actual persons behind just the name and and you know the people behind Holochain. But also you can see it if we if we just come back to the EMA yesterday. For me, this was completely, it was like just a breath of fresh air, especially in what's going on this, this last months in kind of like the crypto sphere. And I see people actually uh, seeing us as, as, um, like a recent update came out and it became clear that the team is taking the part of not having uh, a hard date in their roadmap, have a sequence, but not having mm -hmm. to give promises for dates that this will happen, you know, at the end of this month, that quarter. And some people from the community found this to be something alarming, quite negative. 
in my opinion, is basically totally the opposite because, um, you know, in most tech startups, they really stay for a reason private for a long time prior going, you know, public. Because in this space, in order to not just survive, but build something lasting, long-term lasting, you really need to be flexible and agile, especially in this space, especially in crypto. You can see that the team are incorporating Holo in, in Gibraltar, and there is a big reason, there's a very important reason for that. So you need to be very flexible. I also, in my past, been with one of the projects being involved I see the community asking for updates of the white paper and where is that white paper? Where is the new version of the white paper? I see it happening here with, with Holo. The fact is, while you write the, the, the white paper, so many things change, circumstances. That's how it is. You need to, it's basically like, it's like a train laying its own tracks. Like you are discovering a new island in the Pacific. You don't have the roadmap of that island. This is about the organization. Yes, as if we talk about perhaps the coding part and the development, things could be much clearer, much easier to map. But it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. We even see it with the delay of delivery of holopods. Something popped out that had, had to be changed, like um, some kind of I'm not really sure what it was. What the, the certification process. The certification process. process. Yes, these are things that you cannot think ahead. You have to act when they they just arise. Is is you need to be agile and flexible about it. So I'm very uh, glad that the team actually decided to do that because then the expectations are less, the pressure is less, and ultimately. It will help things to, to go much smoother and faster. And also the community will have less expectations. The less expectations, the less you're going to be surprised or you're going to be disappointed. And yeah, so I just yeah, I've got I've got some points on that. Um, on the white paper, yes, it's important, uh, but it's also important to understand that most people aren't going to be able to read it. No. Um, it's very, very technical. Um, Poprox, who's re who's going to be rewriting it, mm. um, is working on on the sheaves and the mathematics behind it all. Mm. He's been working with Statebox, I believe, um, and has has had a couple of breakthroughs. But it's going to take some time. Mm. Um, and I guess you know because of the the blockchain industry and the importance of the, of the white paper. Uh, it's a big deal to people. Uh, uh, and yeah, yes it is, but most people aren't going to be able to read it. No. Um, I, know, I, know, I probably won't be able to. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and then in regards to, to the updates, I do think that Holochain made a mistake early on yeah. giving all of the dates mm -hmm. and he received quite a lot of backlash about it. Yeah. And I've, I feel like they've rectified that problem. And if they had have given hard dates on this current release, then what we would be hearing from the whole crypto world is how shit Holochain is for missing all their deadlines. And instead, 
we have people that are you know happy that everything's so transparent and open and that and happy that the whole chain team has seen the need for regular updates mm. and people really respect that and okay there's no hard deadlines but if Every week you can tune in and see exactly where the project's at. You're not going months without updates. And um, it means that the expectations of the community can be in line with the development. Yeah. And one thing that I also want to touch on, and, and this is what we're going through as well, and, and why we've taken a, a similar approach. With him. Yeah. Is, is the actual creative process itself. It can't be under, underestimated how important it is to be grounded and to be in a position to be able to have a clear vessel to create through. And when you have people jumping down your throat, um, deadlines and pressure and all these outside forces coming at you, then it does make it more difficult to, to create the best thing possible. Now, I'm not saying that it's, it's going to be without stresses and, and, you know, pressure does mm. come with this territory. Like I fully understand that. But if we want to create something truly special here, then people need to have their own personal sovereignty and, and, and creative expression to, to be able to, to create it. And, and so I'm actually quite protective of the Holochain team. So they can have the, the breathing space to deliver on, on what they say they are. So that's 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 my perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I I was um very very positively surprised. Not surprised, but it, it was very uh, very good to see uh, how relaxed the team is on yesterday's EMA. It was very yeah, that was really refreshing, eh? Especially Such when you, a, if you look at the other chats in some of the other projects, exactly. everyone is really stressed. They're really hyped up. They're they're on edge. They're anxious, and you know we got we got to hear from not only Matthew but Mary Camacho and yep. and Arthur Brock as well. And it was a it was like, it was like a big sigh of relief. Absolutely, you know? like it was, absolutely. It was, it, it, it was it was quite confidence, and this is and, the word and, exactly, and, and, and that came through loud and clear. You know, um, what, they, what they don't say is almost as important as what they do say. It's and, absolutely, and they're not hiding just behind some bunch of hard marketing guns. And let's be honest, with all these roadmaps, all these announcements in crypto, do we have something? No. This is a marketing BS. Like just all those um, roadmaps with highlighted, uh, you know, uh, roadblocks to be reached and uh, roadblocks. <laughs> yeah, it's in a way it's a roadblocks. Like um, it's it's all just a marketing stunt for people to jump in, to get attention on social media, to pump the coin and stuff. This is a different game, Hima. This is completely different. And 
I've seen some people being disappointed by the, the recent update and as we mentioned, the removal of hard dates, delivery dates. But in the long run, this is bringing confidence because there is yeah. this seriousness and you saw it yesterday on the EMA. I really recommend to people, do not ask people, oh, how was the EMA? Can you give me the highlights? Watch it because there is something there which is you can't really transmit in just by highlighting what did they say. It's about the confidence and the presence. And maybe maybe someone can can say, yeah, this is kind of some hippie b- bullshit, but actually it makes all the difference. And especially going meeting them. We both been on hackathons, quite fortunate to meet the team. It makes such a difference. And that's another thing, you know, like in, in blockchain, I remember when I was going to the hack- hackathon in September, a mate of mine, of mine here in the Netherlands invited me to go on a blockchain conference, which was basically a two hours thing with a coffee break in between. And it costed like a leg and an arm just to be there. It was like just a bunch of people, blockchain experts. In the same moment, I went for a full weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with the whole chain team. And I, it was basically free. I mean, like it was not free. It was like some symbolic amount of money just for the space and for the, yeah. the delicious food and coffee that came with it. It, it, it so, makes all the difference, like about the intention and motivation behind yeah. it. Yeah. I'll say that, you know, I've traveled the world going to a lot of sacred sites um, going and spending time with elders and people with a lot of knowledge and, and this kind of thing. And I'm not just saying this because I'm involved in hollow chain, mm. but you know, it was very evident to me straight up, straight from the beginning that Arthur is a very special person and yeah. he has a lot of wisdom to, to bring into this space. Um, one thing that I want to just touch on, um, before we finish up, Yep. Is, is, can you speak a little bit about what you feel is important in the Holochain ecosystem? So I guess what I'm asking is that, you know, especially in the crypto space, people are looking for these big partnership amount announcements so the, so the price will spike, right? Um, yeah. But what we're really looking for is things like real adoption, not just selling tokens when it gets a certain price. Mm, mm. You know, what does it mean to have real adoption? What is it? What do you feel the community should be focusing on that's important for the growth, so to speak? I think the most important that just pops up now is basically built applications maybe is not the right word i remember eric uh Heis brown touching on that that application is not really the, the right word for what will for, for at least for what will be built on holochain but like services and yeah applications but a very simple modular one that could interact and support each other and 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 the more you know the more of those Holochain-based applications start coming out. And they talk about something very simple, not like the next Facebook or Twitter or you name it, but very simple services built on it. 
the better and the faster the, the, the growth will be. And I think that is not that difficult and it's not so far because I met some developers and I saw the excitement of what is emerging and the tools that are coming up. And they was like, wow, that's what I want to do to create tools for actually even more basic tools, fundamental for helping people to build their applications and services on yeah. Holochain. And that alone can be very important for the very quick and rapid adoption. Yeah, I think the, the plug-in nature of the technology is a real game changer. It's a complete game changer. Um, so, so I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, I mean, and not everyone is going to be able to create applications, right? Mm -hmm. but, it, but people want to be able to, to get involved and to help. But in regards to the expectations of the, of the community, you know, like I'm sure a lot of the community, well, a portion of the community, I should say, is looking for a big partnership and announcement as kind of the mm. signal of progress or they're looking for specifically the Holoports delivery as the progress. Mm. What, what, where, where do you think those expectations should lie? Like, like what, what 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 do you feel should be important to the community? I understand, and you know, especially if you go back to the community, that you know, we have all those Telegram chats, channels, and people on social media becoming more and more active. We see some really growth in the community. Let's say the Turkish community is just exploding, and people are looking for something to basically hold on, something to, to look towards. That's also related perhaps with why people are a little bit disappointed when they don't have a hard date of a lunch to, to look forward to. So it's understandable, but also I would recommend to look into the, the, the long term and basically zoom out where is this going and maybe even compare with what they know in the tech world or, or in the in the in the in the crypto world do their own research a little bit deeper than just checking twitter and some crypto articles what they talk about you know holo and holo chain and zoom out and yeah, what do you think? What is your? I mean, I'm I'm obviously super biased here, and uh, but I mean, I think real change happens when we start actually adopting and using apps like the comment comments on harm. Um, mm. that's, that's obviously like it's a super plug for us. Yeah, but yeah. It's 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 easy. It's easy to comment from the sidelines. And you know, talk about a partnership deal. Yeah. But if no one's actually, if no one's actually using it, then I mean, it doesn't really have an impact. Yeah. Um, and and to lead on from that, um, the apps are what is going to create the demand for hollow fuel, and people exactly. want the hollow ports so they can earn hollow fuel, right? But if um, there is no apps, there is no. They can provide the service, so. Yeah, if there is no apps, there, there is no there is no yeah. whole fuel usage. It, then it just becomes another speculative uh, asset, in a certain way. 
and that and that's what really create. I mean, something was a real key in here that everything's set up as win-win situations. Yeah. So, so we, we are developing a suite of apps that are going to make money, hmm. uh, but we do have a real desire and intention to help the earth, nature, and the community. And the community itself is going to be better off and have more, more value associated with it mm. the more these apps take off. So that's that's one part of it. Mm. And um, I, I, I think the more people learn about these different projects like Producers Token, Just One Organics, Sacred Capital, Junto, um, you know, David Atkinson talked today, oh, in his recent article about yeah. crowdfunding platform, you know, um, there's a lot of different things coming out. Yeah. And until people actually start using the thing and getting involved, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's basically my perspective is, yeah. you know, it's, it's one thing to, to have partnerships, but partnerships don't mean shit unless it means adoption and buying a token, having a partnership announcement, having yeah. the price spike in cashing out doesn't do anything for exactly. anyone other than making some money. Exactly. And, you know, from my perspective, that just recreates the current system that we already have. Yeah. We're here to create regenerative ecosystems that help us all, you know? So, and I know I'm fully aware that we're have creators and, that's a self-serving comment, but that's just how I really feel. Yeah, but that, that that's also what 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 made made us go into it because you're exactly right. You're really touching there a crucial point that what you when those the same people like us when we start asking you know like where are the next 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 partnerships when this thing will be when the the real world adoption will begin. Well, it's up to us, really. I mean, the community is, you know, the, the people are the people who are immediately aware of what's, 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 what's emerging here. So why don't we start yeah. with that, basically get involved and, and support the emerging ecosystem by basically using it. I mean, it's quite early and we at home, we came up with, with, with the the block and and we just announced and uh, implemented the first basic uh, command functionality on it. Just go try it, you know. And uh, some people came and it was really interesting because that helped us a lot to find some bugs and and some ideas for the further development. But more coming. We we heard of some being developed a little bit in more not really stealth mode, but not being made public. They're coming up, they're coming out, especially once we have the full implementation of, you know, refactor Rust. And then just go use it. Don't ask yeah. when is the next partnership, when, when this will think will become, you know, will be used, will have adoption. And just go and use it, try it. Yeah. And that was that was why we worked so hard to, to get it out. And I don't want to keep talking about us. Mm. I guess I just want to leave um, 
leave with a final comment that, um, you know, the more value that you put into the ecosystem, the more you get out of it. And, yeah. and that's how it's designed. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's about taking action now. Like it's, um, we can talk about how, how everyone's going to change the world, but the way to do it is, is, is by, by taking an active part in it. Yeah. And, um, I, I, one thing that I've noticed is that people that do really dive into it and, and get to that next level of knowledge really get excited. Um, but the people that don't tend to hit these barriers and don't really see the significance of what it really is. Mm. And so I would, I would challenge people to, to really go to that next level and, and to, to really, to really get a deep understanding of, of, of this radical change that's happening before our eyes. Um, because very smart people, um, like crypto briefing, that guy um, mm. did the technology review. Mm. Um, people like that that really understand what's going on. They, like like the waste ratings. I know that you know they're from the traditional world, and some people might not take their opinion seriously. But people that understand it are very very excited about it, mm. and it's only a matter of until it gets out. It's not a matter of if; it's it's a matter of when. Mm. And um, yeah, so so that's where I'm at with it. So um, this has been awesome, man. Um, yeah, uh, I'd love to do more of this. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a it's a good place to 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 wrap it up for today. It's really uh, yeah, it's uh, really exciting to yeah. to discuss and be part of this. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited to be part of it as well and. Um, I've got a lot of gratitude for for the comments that we've received so far, and, and for the interaction. And uh, it's I've learned so much and, and grown as a person a lot already. And uh, you know, let's uh, let's let's see how it all un, un, unfolds, eh? Yeah, man. All right, brother. Well, peace out. Yeah, man. Have a nice one, and uh, see you around. Okay. Ciao. Ciao.